0: Hello, and welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast from Cornerstones Education. This is a show that serves up insight and information for primary school leaders and teachers, all in the time it takes to grab a quick coffee or get to work. I'm Ian Broom, and I'm joined by Melanie Moore, Curriculum Director here at Cornerstones, plus a very special guest, Howell Roberts. Howell is a teacher, author, and educationalist who works with schools, colleges, universities, and other educational organisations across the UK and beyond. Howell's first book is called Oops! Helping Children Learn Accidentally and he has a new one Uncharted Territories Adventures in Learning which is out next month and then Bad Hat Harry and Imagineering Making the Curriculum Your Own which comes out in January 2019. That's all a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> welcome. Uh, welcome, Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello.
0: Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks uh, for having me. I mean it's only a mouthful if you decide to say it all in one. I know once. I've never yeah. seen it done before. <laughs> it's good isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's brilliant that. <laughs> So um, we, we're hopefully going to grab you for a couple of episodes, but in this okay. one, we thought we'd ask you about uh, writing a book yeah. um, and the process that you go through. So you've got a new one coming out uh, next month. Yeah, Tell us about that first.
1: Yeah, um, um, it's well, uh, the one next month, um, we've got it coming out in yeah, January 2018, and it's uh, it's a book I've actually co- co-authored with um, a brilliant educationalist, um, Deborah Kidd, Dr. Deborah Kidd whom um, in, in the past we worked together um, we reorganised a curriculum with other great colleagues in a secondary school uh, in Barnsley in South Yorkshire and Deborah came in as a sort of outside eye if you like and, and she really introduced me all those years ago to um, a different way of, of approaching teaching and learning and curriculum, I I once put my hand up in a in a staff meeting and 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 I asked the question, what's the point of year eight? <laughs> and I got into what was the answer? oh well, the answer was, can you see me in my office later? <laughs> because I had to go and add me, I had what oh. was tantamount to my first professional telling off. Oh dear, I know it was it was difficult, but. Um, I realised that we needed to do something different and uh, I mean this is a long time ago uh, and then we, we, we got a new head teacher in called Matthew Milburn he was great, he came in and, and shook things up and we we, we saw inspiration and we, we went to our primary partner schools and found the inspiration there um, and we realised that actually we were... We were getting our children to be older than they needed to be uh, in year seven and eight. And we the curriculum was very staid and, and dry. And, and I'm talking about drama curriculum. I'm talking about um, my my English lessons, which should have been great. I'd modelled myself as a young teacher on being as inspirational as I could be. And um, I realised I, basically the scales fell away from my eyes. And I mean, that was a long time ago. And it's, it's no accident in 2015, um, Ofsted, produced that report um called the wasted years which was about how key stage three sometimes drops the ball interestingly the wasted years it's the only ofsted report that shares its title with an iron maiden song um i don't know if your listeners will be aware of that
0: but i think we've got a good crossover
1: yeah i just i'm just trying to bring in cultural references and uh, but the 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 uh, it was great um the that report because it shook some people up and um, it made people look at the key stage three and say, what, what are we doing here? What, what are we trying to do? Do we need, Are we getting them exam ready in September of year seven? And I'm not sure we, we need to, but I'm, again, I'm not there making those big decisions and people know their schools better than I do. Um, but it was from that, sorry, long-winded response, <laughs> but from that came the idea of just sitting down and writing a book of curriculum provocation you know that you you know at cornerstones you'd really love you you, it it sits really well with you Mm -hmm. and what you do Um, and it's just a a list of provocations from everyone for from early years to 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 secondary about those parts of the world the the world outside the classroom window that could be tapped into and to to make curriculum engaging and lively and beyond engagement actually to get help kids invest in what they're doing which is i know what what you do as well and so that's why we called it uncharted territories it was like putting down the maps of places where teachers might not have thought of looking yeah Yeah, and basically deborah and i were unemployed for a week and (laughs) we just thought let's let's try and write it in a week and we did it we we set the bones down at a lot of cake and (laughs) and um, you know, and then shared it with the publisher, who, who have been they've been really warm to it, and and we're really excited about it, and we've got we're launching it at Leeds back at uni in okay. January, and we're launching it with um, a brew ed event, which is um, a grassroots teacher organisation just doing pop up com- conferences in pubs, which is a good idea it's a marvelous I know. Idea. <laughs> yeah. it's good isn't it so we're doing all that and that's january so that's the the launching leads is on the 18th and the um the um the the, the pop-up conference based mm-hmm. uh, you know with the book featured as part of mm-hmm. it is is on the 20th uh, but you just have to go to twitter to find out stuff yeah. like that
2: so i guess when you release something mm. like that then i'm guessing for the year after that you busy going around sharing it talking about it
1: yeah i think we've we've kind of accidentally started doing that Mm. um i mean i'm on the road a lot and i love i love traveling around i label myself up as a traveling teacher um i don't like the word consultant i think it's misunderstood and makes people think of negative stuff and
2: quite medical Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's a bit, it's a bit (laughs) of authoritarian, you know, and uh, I prefer to be standing next to my colleagues rather than standing over them. Um, And I, uh, so yeah, I mean, when I did my Oops book, that was in 2012, that was published and that, that really changed everything for me. And it was, it was at um, the invitation of Ian Gilbert and, and, and Phil Beadle that I got that book. Um, Written, but if when I look at it now, I just see it. it, I love that book so much, and I know it's 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 liked a lot by teachers. Um, But when I read it, it's just like me shouting in a northern accent um, (laughs) for about (laughs) about two hundred pages. But people seem to like that Um, and so yeah the work the work is good and but more, moreover i want it to be useful and indeed you know my first tweet about the book itself the uncharted territories but when it was first appeared on say amazon mm. was it's just there to be helpful yeah you know i'm not it's not about changing anyone's minds it's not political or it's not intended mm. to be it's just here's some stuff that we've done um, and it's it's a bit of a reflection on my own classroom practice because I'm still in the classroom a lot, and Deborah
0: is mm-hmm. as well. Right, I was going to say, could you give us a bit of uh, a bit of background then? How'd you go from being um, in the classroom every day to uh, where you are now? A bit of a bit of potted history.
1: <laughs> it was. Um,
0: oh well, it was pulling in. I loved my secondary school. I
1: loved it, and I'd been. I felt like I was part of a golden time. But you don't realise you're in a golden time until it's gone, dear. And. Um, I look back on it now very fondly, but I remember parking up one day and getting really annoyed at some of the state of parking in the car park, you know, because there was no lines in the school car. And I just thought, some people are really thoughtless and I was thoughtless and it bothered me all day. And then at the end of the day, I realised that it had bothered me all day and I thought, perhaps it's time to have a think about where I'm going with my life. (laughs) You know, because that had... Bothered me all day, and it, I, I decided. Well, I'd, I'd got that thing going on where I'd been at the school a long time, but seen it through a lot of change—a good change, positive change, curriculum change, curriculum innovation. It become a centre of uh, creativity, of of interest. It become a school of interest for, you know, for for a government level and so on. And uh, and my practice had totally changed as well because I'd worked with Deborah, I'd worked with Dorothy Hefke, Luke Abbott, these. These brilliant pedagogy teachers you know these people who knew their onions and I'd, I'd as i say i'd had a bit of an awakening now i didn't want to just go to another school and struggle for you know and struggle to get a message across and i thought i'm just going to take a year out and I, i've got a very understanding wife and and she just said go for it and that was brilliant. That was all the permission I needed, to be honest. And as long as I could try and match my salary in that first year, I, I felt like it would have been yeah. a success.
2: And there is, there is a, a sense of, well, I, I'm leaving the teaching profession, yeah. staying in education. But there is a sense of guilt, I think, when you're leaving, because you, have to, you do have that camaraderie with your yeah. colleagues and you want to still be doing some good yeah. So it's how you square that with yourself as well, isn't it? You I, in your way, I suppose, continuing to contribute to schools, and we would hope that we're doing the same. But did you feel did you feel any of that? Or?
1: Yeah, I did. I felt it acutely. I also felt very vulnerable. And I remember yeah. sitting at um, the services on the M62 towards Manchester. The name's just... I've grown up near there. I can't even remember its name <laughs> sitting here. Uh, but just sitting there crying because... Um, I was worried about not being able to afford Christmas, genuinely I was just, I I was really worried but I was working for someone that day who was brilliant and she she is called Karen Hardley, she does a lot internationally, she's a good friend of mine if I've had a mentor she's definitely been Mm. one of them, Um, but she just said, um, hold your nerve. Mm. And if you go to my OOPS book, um, I I say that about her in the acknowledgements because she she said, just hold your nerve, you're going to be all right. And um, and those words ring round my head. And uh, if I ever do get worried, which sometimes I do you know because it's it's you've got to make a living and um sometimes do i i I think of her and i think of what she said to me that day because i've never been so uh low then Mm. and i was missing my colleagues and i was missing my it doesn't sound ridiculous to teachers listening but i was i was missing my class
2: yeah i was missing my form group
1: i was missing their their humor their warmth their banter. Um, and it's the sto- and and their stories and those those stories um that, that you know that that would emerge on, on just a, an average school day which I'm, i mean i'm i'm lucky now cuz i can i get you know I i say
2: you're going into schools all the yeah. time yeah. aren't and you? I, it's and just, I not see no, it's yeah. just not the same one. no it's just not
1: the same one, and but i do have camaraderie and i do have yeah. people i like and i work with and it's really important um you know it's if you got you, you love your colleagues don't you you love the colleagues you've got it's like you love the class you've got uh, but i did genuinely love that yeah. school uh, where i worked but and so it was a hard decision to leave however um I got over that grief, frankly, and uh, actually, I really enjoyed very quickly this newfound yeah. freedom of being able, of being asked to speak and, and actually being people listening. Yeah,
2: and it seems to me now, I mean, you've got a really sort of big social media presence, and I know you, you go yeah. around and you talk to yeah. a lot of teachers, that you have actually already sort of built another community, another set of, you know. People mm. around you. The te- teachers follow yeah. you, don't they? Yeah. They want to come and listen it's to you. It's a slightly so. older community. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it is. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, they don't act old, to no. <laughs> no, it is funny because you, you just develop, it's just, I mean, that's, I don't know, you just develop your new professional you've got a yeah. professional learning community you've got your personal learning community and then you've got just new friends mm-hmm. and and people you really like and i've 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 been lucky that you you, you know you surround yourself don't you with people you, who are like i suppose who are like you but who you like and you want to be liked by um and i've i work with people all the time who i, I just got tremendous respect for and i just pinched myself probably most days because i feel quite i feel really lucky I, I i worry for myself if i'd stayed where i was because i think i would have become I, I, because i know what was great at that time would have stopped yeah and i, I would have been far. Fo- i would have found that really difficult yeah. i think as well but um And but that school's moved on and it's doing really well and it's amalgamated with another school and that's that's doing really great guns as well. But that sort of um, yeah, having those networks is everything. Mm.
0: When you when you made that decision, did you already have like a real set of beliefs and philosophies on teaching already in place, or have they developed since?
1: I think, Ian, they were, they, were, they were developing through the exposure that I'd had to um, great people who had come to the school. And it wasn't just me. We had some sort of epiphany as a collective prof- group of professionals that we thought, actually, we can do what everyone expects us to do, but we can do it a little bit differently, and we can do it to meet the needs of our children. And um, and so when, I, when I, one of the first big gigs I pieces of work, sorry, I had, I'll say gigs, but big pieces of work I had on leaving was was to go and support a curriculum in special setting for children who struggle with behaviour. And there I found a whole new set of children who would test those values <laughs> and a set of adults who'd test those values as well. W- what was fortunate was, it was, it was almost like you're doing archaeological work, you've just got to dig down with people and they you find that they share your values as well it's just that veneers are created and and armor is put on and that's true of those children as well a lot of those children in that setting so i was fortunate enough to be involved with a real cutting-edge curriculum innovation in in a tough um setting and that really tested me and embedded and strengthened my values and my ethos as an educator
2: so uh, who would, sorry, no, no, I was looking at that. Who would, who would you sort of cite as the most inspirational oh, speaker? Or, mine is Edward de Bono. When I saw oh, him right, speak, yeah. I, yeah. and he, he simply did it with a you know, the old fashioned overhead <clears throat> projector that you yeah. used to sort of roll, yeah. and he just drew on it with a felt tip. Yeah. But what he said was so profound and, yeah. and so amazing, it really was sort of a, a game changer for me. Is there yeah. anybody that you could probably say was? I, th- I think safe it's a.
1: It, it, I mean, it's a, it's almost now. Melanie, mean, it's an unfair question because <laughs> I see a lot of people who I think I would just want a tenth of what you yeah. have, <laughs> and and that would be great. So I see a lot of fantastic yeah. people. I work with wonderful people now, but if I look back to being a younger teacher, and um, people who had a massive impression on me when I first saw. Um, Professor McWaters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I know, yeah, I, I, and he's, um, you know, I count him as a friend now. Yeah. But at the time, you're just a face in the audience, but he blew my head because I thought, well, he gets it, and he's a big... You oh, know, he's, he's, he's amazing he's, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, so he was a really yeah. massive... Yeah. And he, he, spoke, he speaks in a quiet way, and yet yeah, his words are full of thunder.
2: They are, and, and he's just so funny, and he just says it in such a human way, the way that he just presents everything. Is, oh, yeah. Is, is, his knowledge is just phenomenal. Yeah. And what, what a great man, as.
1: well. Oh, yeah. 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 And I've got to say, you know, in terms of quiet inspiration, yeah. I mean, there's many people I can list. It would be unfair to, for me to start listing them now, but... I'm inspired all the time, but there's people like going back to being that younger teacher um, under pressure in the classroom. Um, when I first saw Dorothy Hethcote speak um, about drama and about pupil voice and, you know, her Sherpa, who I call him her Sherpa, Luke Abbott, who, was, who, who is a great proponent of, of children and child-centred learning, although I'm careful with that term. He, he was just great. I did a workshop with him once, and there was only, like, 12 of us in the room, and it was the best workshop I've ever been in. And But again, I was a young teacher, and I was mm. sitting there struggling with it all yeah. because what he was doing... Was challenging me, yeah. and the struggle was how
2: yeah.
1: how do I aim, yeah. how do I inter- how can I yeah. be like you? Yeah,
2: exactly. But that isn't
1: shouldn't be the struggle. It, it it should be.
2: We're just switching the light bulb yeah. on, yeah. isn't it? To yeah. different ways of seeing things or yeah. a different way of thinking about something. You think that's what that's what I believe yeah. in. That's that's it. Yeah, and I think that's what the <laughs> first, that's what
1: the oops book was. Was yeah. this is my manifesto, and it's yeah. it's scattered gun, <laughs> you know, and this is and it's full of lists and it's a bit silly, but it's anecdotal and it has little basis in evidence other than <laughs> i'm a teacher in a classroom yeah. with with a bunch of kids and this is what's happening yeah. in this moment which is my approach to a lot of my writing and um i know we've, we've 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 seen a lovely shift towards evidence-based practice which is brilliant and and evidence-informed practice which i'm a i'm obviously i'm a fan of um but i'm not you know, I I look at what happens in the moment in class. I, I'm this last year, I've been in the classroom more than in any other year that I've been freelancing, and um, I'm in class working with the teachers' children, with the teachers watching. It's extreme, it's forensic, mm. it's <laughs> risky, and it's beautiful because you you find those moments, um, and so I I write. Um, um, I write a bio, is it fortnightly, that's what I'm trying to say, fortnightly piece for the Times Ed online, just telling those stories. And um, they're getting really nicely met. And that, it's a really nice outlet for my writing
0: because... I don't have to name check anyone. Mm. This is just what happened. Mm. Do you have a writing process? You just described it as slightly <laughs> Scattergun, <laughs> but is there a <laughs> is, is, Um with with um the Oops book, no. I just thought, right, I'll
1: finish that bit. I'll start and I'll put some letters, I'll make them big and we'll have a new chapter. Um I my I think I'm more disciplined now in a sense. I quite like structure. Um, for those short pieces for the um The Times Ed. They're framed in the past, so I always start with the line um, and the, the fog lifts and then it finishes with and the fog descends and I just put a postscript at the bottom. Um, with the books, with Deborah, it was more structured and what we've done with um, Uncharted Territories is we've just picked ten places, the castle, the desert... The solar system and just we've mm. built around us just those simple places and there's images which deborah's son gabriel has, has created which are beautiful and are, are stimulus in themselves. Mm. So that, the structure of that is very much um, ten chapters with a, with a bit of postscript around assessment and so on. Um, for the Bad Hat Harry and the Imagineering, which I'm not even sure that's going to be the title at the end of the day, because the Bad Hat Harry is just a quote from Jaws.
2: Which, oh, we did wonder, didn't we? Yeah, which is, well, I don't know if
1: you remember in Jaws, but a, have you seen Jaws, Ian? Don't let me down now, because otherwise I'm, I'm, pro- not I'm probably yeah. too
0: young to remember.
2: Oh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's oh, a, oh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Good. God Charles <laughs> is, is the greatest film ever made, and and the, the there's a the sequence where an old fella comes out of the water, and and the sheriff's been watching because he thinks it's um, the shark yeah. emerging, but because he's got a black hat on one of the hats, this old fella, and um he says something like, "That's a that's that's some bad hat, Harry." and for some mm. reason I just said that could be a title yeah. but it's so ambiguous no one knows what it's about other than film geeks it's a good geeks. talking point it's though. a talking <laughs> point now but the word imagineering that's uh, we can come back to that mm. some other time but the, um, the it, it, it's uh, I found the process to write that book really hard because it's a difficult that has been my second book Uncharted Territories with Deborah is now my second book and I think that's helped because I've written it with someone else who is very
0: disciplined mm. um,
1: but D- d- this getting that imaginary book has been really hard
0: yeah'll we'll, we'll, we'll maybe come on to that if we've got time we'll right, we'll, cool, re- we'll yeah. talk about that the, the concept of it as well and okay. uh, uh, separately yeah. I am um, uh, I think the the idea of self-imposed restrictions and mm. structure really helps I, I, I write as well I write yeah. fiction and and the idea that the blank canvas is terrifying <laughs> in, is. In, in any situation. But, um, yeah, having sort of uh, restrictions imposed, even if it's you that's imposed them, Mm -hmm. I think can be quite handy. Is that a metaphor for teaching? I don't even know if I'm... Am I going anywhere with... That's not a metaphor for teaching, is it, having
1: restrictions? I think there's something really liberating about having a blank canvas with a class. Um, It's just there are so many variables... And then you've got all the non-negotiables that you've got to deliver, and that's where the pressure comes from. I think there's a lot of teachers who'd really love to. Well, we used to plan, and you'll remember this. Yeah. Maybe, I think we had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a blank sheet. Yeah. We had a blank sheet of paper, and you put beach in the middle of it. But, yeah. And that was, or I'd put, you know, if I was teaching Key Stage Four, you know, I put uh, of mice and men in the yeah, middle. I mean, this is pre-internet. But I don't you know? think
2: that's a, to me that's not a terrible thing. You know, no. start with. Like you're saying about mm. uncharted territory, think of something big yeah. and then and, then and imagine there. what that could be and then mm. work everything else into mm. that but you know, yeah. doing it the other way I find really restrictive. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather have that big word and think, right, yeah. what what's the possibilities here and then let's put everything yeah. into it that we have to
1: And and the question always is, is where's your curriculum? I mean a lot of the stuff I do in schools is where is the curriculum in this situation that we've just mm. You know, one that I've been doing just recently is about an old factory and all it is is a picture of an old factory and it's, where's the curriculum there? And it's not a big leap. I mean, colleagues do it. They just say, well, it's Victorians or it's, yeah, you know, it's machi- it's the Industrial Revolution. Um for me, it's child labour. You know, we're going to start with the Victorians yeah. and children working there, but we're going to finish in Sierra Leone with diamond mining. You know, and, 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 and yeah. teach, oh, right, okay. And that, that's actually what, ima- that's what I mean by imagineering.
0: Right, well, we're also going to talk about what makes a good curriculum in our, in our next episode. Okay. So that feels like yeah. a really, almost like we planned it, a sensible place to stop, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah,
1: I've really enjoyed
0: that. I found that, like...
1: It's like I've been counselled. <laughs> I think
2: it's close to... you want to, a once-weekly yeah, yeah. appointment?
1: For, I might go for a lie
0: down for a bit now. We don't yeah. even charge. <laughs> well, um, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> if you want to uh, subscribe to uh, this podcast, then you can do so in Apple Podcasts or uh, Pocket Casts if you have a, an Android device. Um, please tell people about it. could be someone that you work with. could be just on social media. Feel free to share. And if you really liked it, then feel free to leave a review in iTunes because that helps spread the word too. You can find out more about Cornerstones and our curriculum and other products at cornerstoneseducation.co.uk. You can learn more about this podcast, including how to subscribe at cornerstoneseducation.co.uk slash podcast. And uh, feel free to share your feedback too. We are cornerstonesedu on Twitter. Or you can email podcasts at cornerstoneseducation.co.uk. And you can find Howell. Where can we find you, Howell?
1: Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Howell, H Y W E L underscore Roberts. Marvellous. Find me there, that's probably the easiest way.
0: Great. Thank you. Pleasure.